0: What's going on? What's going on? Not much. So, one thing I wanted to discuss with you about, I guess being unemployed, I've become sort of that ear that people want to vent to about (laughs) their jobs. (laughs) So it's like, I just sit there and I listen and everything else, and it's just a lot of gripes. But one thing that I've noticed, and I think when uh, I was watching a movie, we also saw that in retrospect as well. And like I was telling them, it's like just from my experience, I always felt like there were three things that were sort of my foundation to how, you know, to manage, supervise, even just be an individual or whatnot. And one of them was also what I felt was the highest that a leader should be. So for me, I felt like for, for the workplace to be sort of satisfying, and waking up and wanting to go to work, because I know you told me that you you like going to work, you like what you do and everything else. But you know, unfortunately, there's people that don't. You know, they'll like some days and they won't like the others. So I was telling them, I was like, for me, I feel like number one is leadership. Definitely, leadership needs to be on point. I feel like if you have the right leadership, um, the workplace, the morale will be good. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to come to work, you want to work for this person, you want to give them 110. percent But also, the same retrospect you have to also be a leader yourself. You can't always sort of be dependent on the lead the, the leadership hierarchy to, to tell you that you're doing a good job, to tell you what you need to do to guide you. I mean, it's good that they do that, but at the same time, you also need to take initiative. So my second pillar for me, I felt was like the morale. If you come into the workplace and you make the morale high and everything else, you get people involved and everything, work is going to be Monday through Friday, work is going to be great. When I was in the contingency wing back in Jersey, those were the best set of deployment managers that I worked with because our morale was always high. We came in, good morning, let's go to lunch together, let's do this. But, you know, it was always somebody taking the initiative to keep that unity together. And then the last one for me was, I told them, was mentor. And I feel like all three of those things, they could Mm -hmm. correlate with each other. Because if you're a good leader and you lead, you know, taking care of your people, don't micromanage, uh, you know, let people um, express themselves, be open-minded about things, that trickles down to morale. The morale will be high because they're seeing that you're leading, that you're a great leader. If the morale's high, then I feel like people also see you be a great leader, they could consider you to be a mentor. And I felt for me, mentor was like, the highest, sort of, on the fucking totem pole to get to. You know how they—if you went through when I went through the academy, like the NCO academy, we had leadership traits. You know, they talk to you about a transactional leader is somebody that always rewards a person, or you—you you have this sort of leadership trait and everything. But the peak was uh, transformational. You know, transformational was one of those that let the reins go, do your thing. If I put you in charge of these folders, I'm not gonna bother you because I entrust with you that you're gonna Mm -hmm. take care of these folders. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I feel like a transformational leadership trait is also like a mentor. And I think I expressed this to you before, mentor, that word, you don't see it. You don't see it in people no more. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, now with the wave, you know, I still keep tabs on how the Air Force is evolving and stuff like that, but it's very rare that you hear airmen say that they have mentors. You know, before I got out I was able to talk to the the young NCOs or the airmen and be like, Hey, you have any mentors? And they couldn't even tell you one. They'll probably pick a name just because the way they're being treated right then and there. But I told that person, I was like, you know, those for me are the three sort of qualities that will make the workplace right for me. Leadership, morale, mm-hmm. and mentoring. For me, I feel like if you could if you could even be the one to be all of those and it's a plus if you have those people that are already in those positions where you could look up to them and everything else, then dude, work is gonna go smooth. And I had I had when I was in Turkey, Turkey was a shitty assignment for me. Not because of where I was at, and it wasn't because of the people I surrounded myself with. Mm-hmm. It was my leadership, you know, my, my management and everything else that it made it difficult for me to come into work. So what that do? I have terrible leaders. So what happens to my morale? My morale goes low. And then I can't look at, and you know, their positions of E9, E8, you know what I'm saying? Their superintendent, their chief group, whatever. And now I can't even look at these leaders as mentors because I just see negativity amongst them. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think? Do you you have any, like, pillars that you looked on when you were in or even in the workplace now?
1: like, um, Man, this one's, like, a rough one for me because... One of the things that I suffered with when I got out of the military was like every two years, I'll, like if you look at my resume after the military, it's fucking bouncing around, man. It's, uh, it's like two years, the max, I would stay at a job and I would just bounce somewhere else. And so it, it kind of got stuck in my right. head too. Everywhere time I got up to two years, man, I started getting itchy and be like, I got to go somewhere else. And it, it was always a conundrum for me because it's like, how could I do the Air Force for nine years for a job I didn't necessarily love? I think I was good at it, but I mean, I wasn't in love with that job. I wasn't like, holy shit, man. I love being customer service. Like, no, but I was, I think I thought I was pretty good at it. Uh, I I did pretty okay. You know, um, it wasn't my first choice. I wouldn't, you know, it's just not that it, um, but I still did it and I did it the best I could. And I did it for nine years without really thinking about leaving until I was just like, you know, emotional decision got out. So that's always been the hardest one for me. Um, what I think about it so far is. Uh, I, I think the reason why I was able to do it for so long, and I think the reason why people have so much problems they have now is because one one of the things the military does that I think is really good is regardless of whatever your job is, they let you know where you fit in. Like, you just know that you have at your whatever it is. Like, you can do this. Well, your cause is this for the Air Force. Like, you fit into the machine this way. And I, I think when you get right. any kind of job, they're not telling you how you fit in or any of that stuff. They're, they're trying to make it like a lie that you're not just a, a, a part, you know what I mean? Part of the machine. They try to make it seem like you're special and shit. And it's like, it's not fucking true, man. They honestly care less. Um, I think that to me is like the biggest one really uh, it is in a sense of, can you right. feel like you're doing something worthwhile? And I think once you are, man, if you think, you know, picking rocks every day is, is worthwhile and can make a difference in the world. And you're okay with that. Then I think you could do it every day. You know, I, I, there's some people that probably have like six figure jobs and, and hate it. They're making good money, but they don't see how they're valued to the world or any of that stuff. So it's like, it, it's not the money. It could be the time, but there's people who work in over 40 hours for not that much money and probably in love with their job. And there's probably people who are making, you know, like 20 hours and making six figures and they hate their life for 20 hours that week. You know what I mean? So right. I don't, I don't really necessarily think. It's uh, it's that I think it's just really. How? What do you feel like? What you're doing? Do you feel like it even matters? Because I think like if you talk to a lot of people, they'll be like, you could tell me like, dude, if you were to die today, would somebody replace you tomorrow? They'd be like, hell yeah, this place don't care about me. And I think that's true. Like, and I think that's why the military is a little bit different because we knew like, honestly, in all of reality, nobody knew who the fuck we were in the military. Like, you know what I mean your commander? Like, he might have maybe, but not really. But the only really who really cared about you were the people that worked in your office, and those are the people you really cared about. And even now, after you and I have been out for a little bit of time, we don't ever remember the people that are way above us. We remember the people we work with and that, those memories. So I think in the grand scheme of things, man, it's, it's honestly just who who do you surround yourself with and what's your frame of mind? Because you could have a job that's probably the amazing, but if you're like a negative person, which I've been around those people, it don't matter what. It could be sunny. Like, it's too fucking sunny for me. You're like, Jesus, it's, it's nice and cool today. No, nah, it's, it's about to rain tomorrow. I can tell. Like, they're just these people, man, like whatever it is. They're, they're always the most negative people in the world.
0: Did you have, did you have mentors yeah, though? I, I... Did you have people that you were able to look up to and call them that title to where if any, like me, with me, I use my mentors to where if I had any concerns, like dealings with my, you know, when I mm-hmm. I was supervising, I never hesitated to call them just to get the input. You know what I'm saying? I appreciated that they took the time to do that because again, it's a learning yeah. tool for me as well. You know, so now I take that situation and I put it in my, my leadership hat, and if God forbid it ever came up, I already mm-hmm. knew how to react to it. So did you have that? You had some mentors in what well, you were in, or even now? I mean, I don't want people to think that mentor is just a military yeah. person, You know what I'm saying? Mentor is inside, outside, civilian, military, you know, is, is people who sort of make that impact on your life. But I know, again, I'm I'm not working, so... With you, do you have any while you were in? Yeah, even, even now? Like now,
1: when I was in a course, you know what I mean? I think that's something that military really beats down into people. I don't know about now, but, you know, there's some people, if, if somebody was to call me and say, I need your help, you like, I got you, man. You helped me out, like, when I was a senior airman or whatever, I still hold that true. Um, you know, I tell a story about how I learned initiative. It wouldn't have been, like, that story is stuck with me, and that's, like, my first week. So we're talking about 18, 19-year-old me, and that lesson's still fresh in my mind, and I wouldn't have learned it without that person. Um, there maybe a little rougher on the edges. So maybe like, you know, like, like you know, I have one, uh, NCO, he, we're playing rubberband wars, right. Off the shit. He shot me in the face and I was like, motherfucker. And he goes, move next time. And it's just like, yeah, like that's all it was. It was like, there was no sympathy at all. You know, it was like it's, yeah. it's the, the, those kind of generation, right. just like, well, then fucking move next time. They didn't care. Like if you were crying, they didn't care if you were hurt or any of that stuff. They were just like a little bit more rough around the edges. And I think that really helped him out a lot. Like, especially now, like you get on the outside world. Man, it's, I, I really think a lot of times, man, we, we, we're we so used to the way the military works and then we get in the outside world and we're like, fuck, is it, it's almost exactly the same in a sense. And then yeah. you're kind of upset. But at the same time, like, but nobody's really there that really cares about you because in the military, there's people who care, who care less about you, but there's people who care, care. Like they care. Like they're going to involve you. They're going to call you over on Thanksgiving. They're going to make sure you have a place to stay. Like they care. And I don't think we get that on the outside world. So that's why the mentor is not, talked about as much because like who the fuck's going to call you and be like, Hey, does airman so-and-so have somewhere to go on Thanksgiving today? Okay. He should come over to my house. I know he's not close with his family right now. We'll, we'll, we'll take that spot. Like, I don't think, you know, that that's a part of the military. Nobody really talks about either is Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, and and all this other shit, like they're going to call you and be like, Hey, you want to come over? You're more than welcome to come over right now and have a regular dinner, like a family with us.
0: Yeah, because I think for me, like, it came just through as the years went by. You know, the the more I experienced the trials and tribulations is what really helped shape me Mm -hmm. as I progressed. You know, and it it just sucks because now that I'm out and I see the people who've never been in the military, they come home and they're like, my boss sucks, work sucks, this person sucks, he's a terrible this, that, and I'm just like... And 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 you know, and I'm kind of grateful that it provided me with sort of that that understanding and structure that if I ever was to get a job, I I will be able to apply sort yeah. of those skill sets. You know what I'm saying? Whereas unfortunately, the civilians are just learning as they go. You know, unless they have a mentor that takes them under the wing and tries to show them, you know, how to do yeah. A and B and then go from there. But it's just it's just weird because it's like all their frustrations i feel like i felt it too even in the military you know what i'm saying like i had that one worker that i couldn't stand you know I'm like if i saw the schedule and i saw that he and i were working shit together i was like fuck, damn i got to put yeah, up yeah. with him for 12 hours you know what i'm saying but i knew sort of how to to handle those predicaments you know whereas here is like man i wanted to they they'd be like oh i wanted to curse at him or i wanted to tell him all for this and this and that but then again you gotta you gotta be careful now because they could yeah. just easily say you're fired when the military, you just, you know, got a piece of paper that said, Hey, don't, don't yeah. yell at him again, or both of you go talk to the supervisor or the superintendent and, and hash it out. Now it's like, Oh, you cursed at me, mm-hmm. HR, this and that. Now you're fired and now you're unemployed yeah. and now you gotta find another job. So I just think it's like, it's, it's weird. But for me, I felt like I was telling the people that, like, you know, just look out for those. Factors, You know, if you could contribute in any of those aspects of what I'm telling you, then I feel like it will help better the workplace for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, when you, you wake up in the morning, you go to the gym, you get yourself right, you know, try to put that positivity all the time and everything else. So how do you deal if you face negative at work? How do you deal with that? Like, let's say a worker pisses you off or something, like what, what would you do to Man, it, honestly, to I, just, I just get away from
1: them. Like, it, it's like, I'm too old for that shit right now. Like I'm 36 now, like I've already yeah. learned, man. And just people are who they are. Even if you work with them close quarters, cool. I'll just do my own thing, man. I just won't talk to you right now. And, and sometimes you can't just get away and leave. So sometimes you just have to be like, cool. I'll just shut the fuck up, man. I'll let you talk. And it's like the Adam Sandler movie, man. I'm in my happy right. place. I'm fucking just watching some other shit going on. I'm not paying attention to what you're saying. And that, that's actually helped a lot, man. If, if I cannot physically control my 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 interaction with you, like if I cannot physically just say I'm done with you and I'm out like that, then I will mentally just check out and be like, cool, man, do your own thing. I will be nice. I will be kind to you. I will be all that shit like that, but I'm good. I just won't talk to you like that in that aspect. We'll talk differently. And that shit happens. I mean, that shit happens, you know, every now and like, it happens all the time. Like the idea that, you know, things are gonna be perfect. You know, sometimes when I hear some of the stories that they're pissed off and stuff, it's like dude, stop being a little crybaby, man. Like, it's going to be okay. It's just work. Like, you're fine. You. It's not like your job is like fighting people when you're sitting there saying, hey, you pissed me off. He's going to really like try to take your eye out. Like, it, it's so weird that like a lot of people want to just like almost be a victim in a lot of times. And it's like, hey, my job sucks. It's like, dude, when well, you're at McDonald's and you're like 37, it's supposed to suck right now at this point. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's some times where I don't think people take like initiative where they're like, hey, my boss is an asshole and he won't leave me alone. It's like, well, then you could be on your own. Like, let, let's, let's take like a different perspective and be grateful because if you want to fight for your own money and your own paycheck, like if I want to like, you know, being a realtor and stuff like that, like nobody has to tell me to do anything. But at the same time frame, when I don't have money and the wife's looking at me to pay bills, it's like, that's also why I can do whatever I want to do. I can wake up when I want and I can go to lunch whenever I want. I can stop working whenever I want to want. But at the same time frame, no money comes in. That's all on me.
0: Yeah. Do you challenge, like, if they were to come out and be like, hey, we want to promote you to, you know, this position where you're going to manage these people, do you sort of be hesitant about it? Like, you start looking at, well, I'm good where I'm at now, or you're like, yeah, let me let me get into that. Because I've noticed some people that they they get sort of, I don't want to say complacent, but they get, they feel like they're comfortable mm-hmm. with what they're doing. And then when they come to that point where, management recognizes you're doing well. And then they're like, Hey, we want to bump you up. But then you, you start hearing, okay, we're going to give you like 10 people under you. You got to start. Now the responsibilities are going to change because now you're not just putting, you know, just doing the norm. Now you're going to have to do the norm, but now you got to take care of these 10 people. Do you feel like people hesitate a lot to, to get out of that comfortable space to want to be promoted and deal with it? I mean,
1: yeah. Like that think? actually happens to me. So, you know, like I was selling houses and stuff like that. And I'm part of a team and then like around July, like, Hey, we want to move you up to this position. And you'll start like officially like August. Um, so that happened, that happened like last month. Um, and it's like, Hey, you're going to be different role. You're doing all the admin stuff and doing, you're doing a whole new role of doing business. Um, again, it's just like, I think it's like, you know, for, for me, the way I look at it is, is I, I want to be challenged, man. I, I don't like, I was making good money doing it. And i was bored so not only am i making good money i'm also bored so i'm not really utilizing half my brain like i'm really like how how much i was making per hour is fucking stupid because i just wasn't even taxing myself out like i wasn't going to bed and being like i'm exhausted i earned that money i was just like
0: Make right, right. i was
1: doing schoolwork on the side because that's how bored i was so not to say i'm like a genius earning that stuff but it's just the job wasn't that hard for me um and so for me personally what, what makes me tick is man i want to have fun but my fun is like, I want to work. I want to try different things. I want to grow. If I wasn't in the position I'm at now, I wouldn't be doing the stuff I'm doing with filmmaking. You know, I wouldn't have been put in that position because, you know, I, I really do believe in like the opportunities you take, put you somewhere else in an opportunity you can't see coming. So it's like, it, it's one of the ones where if someone's like, Hey, I want to like push you up into this mode. It's like, again, it, 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 but it, it goes to everything goes for me is like, according to what I wanted to plan so like i have a vision board and all kinds of stuff like that if it aligns with my vision let's go if someone's like hey i want you to do this like that doesn't align with my vision I- i'm good man no, no thank you because my vision is this and i want to go that way
0: yeah, and i think a lot of people they don't really know what their plan is you know and and that's why i feel like sometimes like even with my nephew now just going in there you know we always try to offer him just have a plan you know even though he's going to the service and everything else but you know, just make sure you know what you want to do even once you get in. You know, like I had um, one one buddy, he was, uh, his, his son joined the Air Force and one of their base focus was like, continue school. Cause yeah, I'll be honest with you, when I joined, I probably did maybe one class <laughs> when I was in Germany of school and then I found my little my little social group and then it went sideways. Like school was in the, in the rear view, you know what I'm saying? And that's one thing that the parents were harping him was like, go to school, go to school. And for three years that he's been in so far, he was again. He found his little group, going out to the bars and everything else. But I think he's back in school now. But I I feel like people, you know, they just don't have a plan going into it. They just they just try to do that spontaneous, like, I'll right. play by ear sort of. You know, it's like for me when I hit sixteen years, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do base of preference first because I haven't done one yet. So that's That's point one. Point two, start getting my resume ready, start updating my my LinkedIn, you know, whatever, certifications, everything else, start getting all that prep. Three was going to be try to do taps more than once, even though I only did it once, but I was like, try to do that transition program more than once if you can, because it was Mm -hmm. a lot of information. You know, so I set, I was trying to set myself up to where that transition was just going to be a smooth transition out of it. But I, I had to have a plan, man. You know, unfortunately, some people now, they're, Nineteen years in, and they, you're like, what the yeah. fuck? What am I gonna do? But I agree. I think people, even now in the civilian in the civilian sector, they should always have a plan. Cause God forbid, cutbacks hit, and you're fired. Yeah. What the fuck are you gonna do now?